Welcome to the Urban Community Podcast, a place where we share stories of people and initiatives that are boldly and creatively making their cities better places that's more sustainable and more equitable for all. In this episode, we highlight a community in Greece that is spinning its own social solidarity net to take care of each other and those in need. Unfortunately, despite their focus on environmental and social sustainability, we uncover how community work can be unsustainable for those involved. But as you'll hear, COVID-19 turned out to be a surprising boost and source of engagement for this initiative, showing the strength of community in difficult times. My name is Sophia Silverton. Thank you for joining us. Today, I'm speaking with Filippos, who is tackling issues in the urban food system and beyond through his initiative called Pervalades in Thessaloniki, Greece. Hi, Filippos. Welcome. Hello. So first off, could you translate Pervalades for me? Pervalades means gardeners. I'm wondering if you kind of imagine that you are in the bus on your way to Aristoteles Square in Thessaloniki, and you've got two stops left. And someone's sitting beside you and they're very chatty. They're very curious. They want to know about what you do in Pervolatis. How would you describe your work to them? Well, the first reaction would be that uh, I would describe uh, the situation that uh, we have as uh, no one will live uh, from our community space without uh, his or her belly is full. Okay. Our team uh, focuses on uh, the food cycle and the relations that are formed through, uh, the f- through food. Uh, we cultivate land under the permaculture principles. We reclaim and we save food. We cook uh, food for people in need. Um, and we distribute food, uh, hot meals, uh, fruits, vegetables, and uh, other uh, non-food items to people in need. But this is not uh, all that we do. There are uh, more. Our our vision is that um, people through communal activities organize themselves directly through democratic and inclusive processes. To achieve uh, this goal, we have uh, several synergies uh, for uh, with other groups and uh, from the civil society. Uh, we have uh, cooperation with two public schools on the field of uh, food saving food process, composting of leftovers. We are in cooperation with a group of young boys and girls with special needs. We do with them uh, marmalades, uh, cookies. We plant uh, uh, plants in our garden together. Now we are in the process of uh, reaching out to a group of deaf people. Also, we participate in festivals of solidarity and sustainability economy. And we do workshops like uh, urban sustainability and justice workshops, uh, cooperative housing, uh, social solidarity economy workshops, fundraising. And we do also case study visits to Germany to see projects that are similar to ours or much different also. I think the bus has has reached the square now. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. And and just to see how it starts with the idea of food, that everybody needs food and that there's a lot that's wasted and it just spirals outwards from there, from what I've heard, into many activities that are, some people would say are beyond this concept of food, but really have the notion of solidarity and care 
at, at the heart. For sure. Uh, food, uh, of course, is a vital resource, but um, we don't want just to, to feed, uh, to feed uh, as many people as we can. The activities that we do and uh, how they integrate, uh, how you see them uh, evolve over time is a very good example of uh, empowerment of the people. How someone approaches the team to ask for help and then gradually he or she um, participates uh, in the activities. And this is how we make uh, the, the solidarity net to spread even more and more people to, to be taken care of and to, to join the, the group activities. What would you say is something that inspires you to do this work that you do? Mm, I think, uh, personally speaking, I am more than uh, an employee, I'm more than uh, a father, I'm more than uh, a person who interacts with other people. I mean, it's this uh, duality of people. We have our... uh, our personal uh, space and uh, the things that we do to to make our living and uh, the work or the family that we have, uh, the children that we raise, etc. But there is also a social aspect that we, we tend to forget in this uh, capitalist or uh, post-capitalist uh, environment that uh, we live, that people have also their social aspect and they, have, they need to care of their community, on of other people, animals and the environment. And this is what drives me. I have this motivation, I mean, to, to participate in building communities. In the past, you've mentioned to me that initiatives like yours get very little support or almost no support from the government, whether it's national or, or local level. If you were the mayor of Thessaloniki, what would you do to actively support civil society groups like yours? I would invite the civil society organizations to have an open discussion and to, to identify the problems of the city, both in uh, on a local and on a wide uh, aspect, and to, to, to find solutions together. And money and support, material support, whatever comes after. But there is, we lack the the first approach. And I have a very good example that we can discuss regarding the public springs. One basic need, especially in Greece, where we have 35 or 40 degrees, is that they don't have access to public clean water. And we said, this is uh, this is not logical. Cannot happen, and um, it's not about only heat. It's about a place that you can wash yourself or your clothes or whatever. And it's not only for the people who are in need, the homeless or the precarious, uh, the people who live in precarious conditions. It's uh, for everybody. So we we have this idea to 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 to, to create an initiative with other groups of people that support uh, people in need, and to ask from uh, the the municipality board to open and to take care and to clean the public springs. And uh, we end up uh, in, uh, in the municipality board assembly, in the meeting, and uh, more or less what they told us is, was that uh, 
people who, who are illegal or who are gypsies uh, or who, who behave in a non-respectful manner, they use the springs. That's why the springs are closed. They were biased against the people who are in need and who are poor. They, they didn't care for them. That was a very good indicator on how hostile the, the, the municipality board, at least the mayor and his, uh, his people are, towards uh, the civil society people. So if you were in that position, you would listen more closely, keep an open ear to these civil society groups and the messages that they're bringing up. Yes, for sure, because uh, people who live, who work in the city, uh, who study in the city, have their opinions. And the the opinions need to be heard and to take care uh, and to be taken into consideration. What are your next steps for this Springs project? Well, the good thing uh, from uh, this story uh, was that uh, maybe for the first time uh, we found something that... uh, is common in many groups because water you know, unites us all. <laughs> and um, we intend to keep on going with initiatives that will deal with uh, very basic uh, human rights. I mean, we have uh, water, we have uh, public spaces, uh, we have uh, electricity. Um, so that was a good thing that came up from this initiative that uh, many people... Uh, are ready to start discussions and uh, to find a, a common ground uh, for uh, to do something to to improve our lives and to act as a, a pressure point for uh, for the local and the central government. Yeah, that's a great silver lining. I'm wondering, on a personal level as well, in the work that you do. So, so you work full time, and you are helping to run Pevolaris in your spare time, and you have a family as well. And I understand that this can be a lot of stress on you to continue this quite valuable work advocating for basic human rights in in Thessaloniki and beyond. Could you share with me how this this makes you feel? Well, um, if you think about it, it's kind of funny in a way the fact that uh, we do workshops on urban sustainability and justice, but uh, at the same time, my way of living, my personal way of living, is not sustainable at all. I mean, uh, I try to combine uh, work to pay the rent, uh, parenthood and solidarity work. And it's all this is not sustainable both in uh, physical and in uh, mental terms. For a long time, I feel trapped um, between the life that I want to live and uh, reality. Um, I mean working for at least 40 hours uh, per week, plus the commute time, plus being a parent, which means activities almost every day with uh, a child. Being a parent is a 24-7 occupation. Uh, Trying to squeeze uh, during the day or late at night the solidarity work to organize activities, uh, to prepare myself for meetings or workshops. Um, even spending uh, vacation time uh, for meetings and workshops for uh, with other organizations is instead of using these days to to take some rest and some time off. All this is exhausting and it adds up over time. And I know that many people feel the same way 
and um, they struggle with this day day by day. But I think it's time that uh, people who have this problem speak out and uh, at least uh, communicate this issue with uh, their communities. Yes, I think it's really important as well. It's not an easy topic to discuss, especially when it comes to admitting that we just can't do it all. But I think that because there's such value for societies in the work that your initiative and others are doing, that it is really, really important to get it out there and to try and come up with some sort of solution to it, to value the work monetarily <laughs> and, and in other ways. Um, do you have a message that you would share with others who are listening right now who might feel the same way? Have you learned anything? Yes, uh, communicate uh, this, uh, this problem with uh, the community is the first step. I mean, if uh, the community that you work with and you work for do not know the problem, then nothing can be done. But since the problem has been communicated, uh, it is for the best of interest for everybody to know this and to try to respond. People need to, to step up and to, to have um, more responsibilities in the solidarity work and inside the team. And this is achieved in, in our team. And uh, I'm very happy for this. Is there anything I have not asked you about today that you wish I would have? Well, yes. Um, let's discuss about COVID. Oh, of course. <laughs> Please, let's talk about COVID. COVID. <laughs> COVID. Although I, I hope that uh, this is left behind. Yeah. <laughs> we will not have the same situation again. But who knows? Okay. Uh, COVID means fear. We, we wanted to transform fear into something more productive. We wanted to transform fear into hope and solidarity. When uh, the, the quarantine started, my fear was that uh, the team would be dissolved because there were uh, movement restrictions and uh, people were not uh, allowed to, to come together. Instead, we started a Skype session every Monday uh, and we shared um, you know, our news, our hopes, our fears, our uh, food recipes, our narratives, and this helped the team to, to bond together even more. And people were looking for, uh, for, uh, for organizations to, to support and to join, and more people came in. And not only we, we didn't stop our activities, but we expanded our activities. After the COVID times, when we were back to normality, we said well, we, we will be able to, to sustain our activities because people now, they have to work not from their homes. They have to tend their children and to take them to schools and activities or whatever. Uh, but still, more people came and uh, we, we had a very good push again, a positive push. People uh, had many lessons learned from, uh, from the COVID times and the quarantine. From, from the pandemic and also from the malpractices of the government, how Greek government, uh, the, the behavior of government uh, towards the people uh, during the pandemic times. And we have a, a phrase that says that only people save the people. And not only our community of people of Pervolaris, but also many people understood that what we will do, we will do it alone with the people for the people. And that was a very good lesson learned. 
and um, we have visions. We have visions of a more democratic and uh, just uh, world, and we want to achieve a better uh, world through systemic change. And systemic change also comes internally from the people and also from the community. And this expands to to the people that we help and uh, we we cooperate with. Thank you so much for sharing that. And well, thank you for speaking with us today. Can't wait to follow the rest of your journey with Pervolades. Thank you very much.